You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hooligans, we are here. I was about to say cheese curds. <laughs> I really was. Maybe that should be the title of the show. That now. should not be the title of the show. That should be cheese curds I, with Alexis and Christian. Yeah, that's what I should say to my cardiologist. <laughs> so that he gets on my ass. Jesus, I was about to call the show cheese curds. That's how long I've been in Wisconsin. Yeah, welcome back, Alexis. Yeah, it's happy to be back. I'm happy to be back on the Cooligans. This is this is the highlight of my week right here. Uh, uh yeah, people, uh, we were missed. I missed. I missed you. Did you? Well, I, I missed you as well. You know Tuesday what? came and went. And I was like, "What happened?" You know how? Uh, you know, with with comedy, we see we see comedians here and there. Yeah. You don't really think about who's even. You don't even know who quit comedy. Yeah, you don't know. You know, but we're 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 peers. We're friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, we're always very mindful of that stuff. But when when you don't see someone for a while. You don't right. really think about it, but we're working together. We have a business relationship now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And now, so I'm like, you know, when you were, when it was just a week, I was like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I mean, big deal. What? I, I, there's people I don't see for months. I don't, right. Uh, it's not a big problem. Second week, I'm like, all right, now this is affecting me emotionally. Yeah, no, we need to, <laughs> we need to get this shit. Starts googling how much a flight to Milwaukee is. Yeah, I'm just texting D like, hey, what's uh, where's he, when's he coming back? How are you handling this? <laughs> Because I'm not doing well. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, I don't have your wife's phone number. I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't no, of mean course to suggest not. I did. No, I mean everyone knew that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> we wouldn't be friends. Uh, I would. Uh, I would honestly say that it was. It was a lot of fun, but I missed uh, New York greatly. Yeah, you were doing comedy in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had two weekends. I did one weekend in Milwaukee, one weekend in Appleton. So it didn't make a lot of sense to fly back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they let us stay in the first comedy condo. Uh, so we kind of just hung out in the condo. How filthy was that? It, uh, it was not, but when you know comedians stay there, mm-hmm. you're well aware that everything is covered in semen. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like there's no, <laughs> there's no question as to whether or not there was semen on there. If, you, you know? so if, if people don't know, and so the, the sort of the routine, if you are a, a comedian working on the road is that the, the owner of the club usually has some sort of apartment or hotel not usually not uh, not a hotel it's 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 a condo they call it a comedy condo it's basically an apartment where they where the comedians can stay right while uh you know they're working that weekend in the club and what happens is every single weekend there's new comedians staying there right and when you know that you know that gross things have happened right comedians are pretty much deplorable people Mm -hmm. uh i'm a very clean person i brought flip-flops with me for the shower yeah very you know uh the funny thing was, you know, the condo seemed to, I mean, Milwaukee, the one in Milwaukee was extremely clean. Uh, and it was like a loft. It was like a part of like an old factory. It was in the warehouse district area. Okay. So it was like in an old uh, factory. And I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, like really, really high ceilings. You could still see like, you know, stuff from when it was a factory inside, brick walls. It made me feel very close to home, you know, because it looked like a lot of New York properties. So I, uh, I felt very comfortable. And then... Uh, I wore shorts and I sat on the couch and the part of my leg that was exposed and touching the couch began to itch. And I immediately was reminded <laughs> that uh, I'm surrounded by the remnants of, of pretty, pretty disgusting people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, I was just thinking like uh, you sat down and your leg is still in Wisconsin. Like yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still stuck. I thought about leaving it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about <laughs> amputating. Just no one would have even been mad at you. No, no one would have noticed. 
I uh, I did think about leaving it there, but I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going to. That is my leg. I need it. How were the shows? Uh, the shows were great, man. I you know I what clubs? I, what clubs were there? Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Comedy Cafe. Okay. In Milwaukee, which had just moved to the downtown area. So if you guys are in Milwaukee and you're listening to this, check it out. It's absolutely amazing. Great new location. Really cool setup too. It kind of reminds me of um, kind of like the stand almost, like a larger version of the stand. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then uh, in Appleton, we were at Skyline Comedy Cafe, which is amazing. Skyline is awesome. It's in the top of an old factory also. A lot of old factories in Milwaukee and uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> I should say. Uh, really cool. The owner there is absolutely awesome. Dude by the name of Cliff. He's like 42 years old, and he owns the comedy club. It's been there for a long time. He used to work there when he was a kid, uh, when he was younger, I should say. So he bought it. And, uh, you know, just someone who absolutely cares about not just comedy, but the comedian's experience. Sure. His, co- his comedy condo was like a nice townhouse. You know, like in a set of like uh, like more modern row houses, probably something out of the late 80s. Uh, really beautiful inside. A lot of rules. You know, make sure you strip the beds when you're done. You could tell the place is very well taken care of. And uh, I felt very comfortable. Like I forgot my uh, flip flops when I jumped in the shower. I still got out and put them on. Sure. But I mean, you were, you cried for about yeah, half an hour. But I didn't pour bleach <laughs> on my legs like I, like I would have in the first place, you know. Well, cool. That's rare, you know, because that's not yeah, it's usually not the, the you know, the story. Yeah, uh, the stories you hear from, uh, from no, because uh, yeah, most of the time it's absolutely disgusting and deplorable. All yeah. right, well, cool. Well, welcome back. We're happy you're back. Yeah, man. And I got, I unfortunately I missed two uh, two games. You man. did. You missed two uh, NYCFC games. I missed one. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I can talk about this. Oh, well, should you not say? Was I don't, it a surprise. I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Uh, I can't say what I was doing specifically. Okay. But I can say. What I did, so I was uh, I missed the Toronto game, uh, the Wednesday game because I was filming a sketch for an MTV show. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and that was super cool. And I got to be in the sketch with uh, Waka Flock of Flame. I noticed the photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was super who's in a little bit of trouble. What What is he in trouble for? Uh, he said is some very. I, is this something I did? <laughs> it's something you did. <laughs> he said this beautiful dark skin man from my sketch. Uh, no, he said some something disrespectful. I don't know what it is. Ah, uh, well. Uh, maybe you could pull it up. Uh, he said something recently uh, that was like disrespectful towards I think women or or gays or something. I Who mean, knows? have it's, they listened to any lyric yeah, he has ever? Yeah. Uh, he He said something about transgendered people. That's what it was. Uh, uh yeah. Whatever. He's, yeah. He was. Uh, it's walk of flock of flock. Let's he, not he, take him seriously. Exactly. And also, yeah. Uh, have you heard hard in the paint? I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of things negative towards a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's rap. It's it's, uh, you know, it's a fantasy or whatever. But he could have he couldn't have been any nicer. Yeah. Sweetest guy. Really? Yeah. That's why I, I love like that. And, you know, and I hope pe- more people are aware of how much of a fantasy hip-hop is you know it's just it's just a show it is it's like professional wrestling exactly yeah. and, and these guys are very intelligent unless you're bobby Schmurda, and then you're you're just incriminating yourself yeah. with your he didn't get the memo like hey dude we don't actually do that anymore. yeah we yeah. don't actually yeah. shoot anybody or... no man this is all snapchat dude <laughs> yeah this is all for snapchat <laughs> you know the worst you do to people is you subtweet them that's yeah. it yeah. that's as bad as it gets yeah <laughs> but uh super nice dude and you know whatever the the outrage machine, you know, probably got got a hold of Waka, uh, Mister Flame, as I like to call Senor him. Senor Flame. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure he's he's a good dude, good dude. Yeah. God, so Waka that that's uh, that's uh, the show's called Middle of the Night Show. It's coming out in October, uh, and I don't know 
what, what number episode I'll be in, but it'll, I'll be in there. Good. Okay. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a incredible. Yeah, I didn't even know that until yeah. right now. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it seems like we both had um, a lot of reasons to miss some matches. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I will say for both of us, we've been really good about getting to the matches. We have. I've only missed uh, two matches. I think I've only missed three. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Out of seven, because I couldn't go to 17. Sounders. Yeah, because I couldn't go to the Sounders match, mm-hmm. and then these two. And I got to be honest, I thought I was going to miss a lot more. I thought I would miss at least half the season. Yeah, it's been like, um, I I kind of make it a priority. Like even if I have spots, yeah, me too. I, I don't. You know what? The first month, I still put in my avails at clubs. I still had those dates in there, and I'm like, if I get a paid spot, I won't go to the sure. to the game. And. Uh, I stopped doing that after the first month, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not available that day. <laughs> I'm busy. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. My, uh, my heart is that. somewhere else. My heart is in the Bronx. Yeah, that yeah, day. exactly. <laughs> I will be at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> uh, the I went to the San Jose game uh, on Saturday. Big win, big win. That was a is big. It, hey, let me ask you this, because you were there. Did it feel like we still have a shot? The tone of the fans. Do we still have a shot for it the? It did. Playoffs? It did. Really? Yeah, I think the I think we're at two point four percent. The the fans were I felt very supportive, uh, and I think the 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 play on the field. I think there's a sense of urgency amongst every amongst everyone. You know what? I watched it on my phone, and that I would say it, you couldn't put it any better. There wasn't there wasn't just a sense of urgency. It seemed like everyone knew what was needed. To win, does that make sense to you? Yes, yes. It, well, there, there's a. Um, hey, we're up to three point seven percent chance we're going to make the playoffs. Get out! <laughs> <This> three point seven percent chance. I like our odds. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone else above us winning dropped us a point one, but the last time I checked, last week before those two matches, we were at two point four. Well, the good thing is Montreal and Orlando play each other. Yeah, uh, once. So these are the, I mean, these are the two teams we have. Yeah, to, but that's not good because if one of them wins. But if they tie. If they draw, yeah. If they draw, that's huge. Uh, so I'm hoping for a draw. We need Orlando to, and we need Montreal to lose out, unless they're playing Orlando. Yeah, the thing is, Montreal's been looking good. That's right. Montreal's been looking great, even without Didier Drogba, they look good. Yeah. Uh, it's not cool. I don't like that. I don't know. I mean. We'll see. I mean, the next the next match on uh, I believe Wednesday is or Wednesday or Saturday uh, against Vancouver, which is basically one of the top teams in the league, uh, is gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. Yeah. So I can imagine that. I think I would be happy as a as a uh, as like the kind of fan who wasn't expecting, you know, huge things from the season. You know, look once they signed Pierlo, I thought, all right. We're going to the Champions League final. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just, yeah, maybe I went crazy. But I really wasn't the kind of fan who was expecting to win MLS Cup in the first season. But I was kind of hoping we would make the playoffs. That said, if we win the rest of the matches and because of mathematics, we don't make it into the playoffs, I'm happy. I, I agree. That would be a good way to close out the season. Yeah. Because we, I mean, here's the thing people forget we still had an 11 game losing streak in the middle, in the beginning of our season. Re- really? I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, wow. 11 game losing streak. I mean, look at how far I, we've come I, back. Really? I, I don't remember that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, it doesn't even sound like that's a thing that happened. Yeah, no. Well, you've talked to your therapist. And <laughs> that's they, how much I've erased it from my memory. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? How do you fucking forget that? Yeah. You were confused. I was really? like, how do you, how, do you rem- how do you not remember that? We talked about it every step of the way. 
We walked away from the first home match thinking we were going to beat the world. <laughs> and then we came back like the fourth home match. We were like, we're the worst team ever. Yeah. yeah. We're never going to win. <laughs> it's so odd. It's uh, some of the things that really upset me, even though Ned Grabavoy got two goals. Uh, uh, you know why? I couldn't. I was just happy I was there to witness that. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, literally everyone like next to me were, was like, after the first goal, they were like, what? That yeah. did who, he didn't just do that. Who yeah. was that? That yeah. must have been someone else. Yeah. And then after the the second goal was gorgeous. Yeah, it was beauty. The, the first one was a deflection. And it was like, oh, you know, Ned got lucky, but you know, good. You know, he was in the right place. He also headed it to Villa to get it back. So like that, heading it to Villa and yeah. then running into position. That enough, I was like, hey, wait a minute, who's this guy? S- smart. Who's this guy? He's a he. he the Poku I- wearing white face. <laughs> <laughs> The IQ on him is, uh, I mean, great. I mean, yeah, he, he was great at RSL. I he don't knows, know what happened. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but the that second goal, I I was like, this is. I don't even think Grabovoy believes. Yeah, no. He just did what he did. No, Grabovoy <laughs> was like, I don't know who. Sh- I don't know who. Sh- it's who sh- weird to who see struck that ball, but it wasn't me. It's weird to see him in that position. Uh, you know, basically playing forward next yeah. to Villa, and because. Athletically, he's not on par. He's not faster than you know the the the, the center backs. Or no, the, or the, not or at all. So wily. He's a bit more wily. Yeah, he's like you. You is that disrespectful? <laughs> I don't. I mean, look, it is what it is. Look, we've watched them uh, this season, mm-hmm. and we have not liked him. We've not, not one bit supported. No so let's not be. Uh, let's not dismiss how yeah. we felt. The crowd chanted, "Who just scored that?" Because they didn't know. <laughs> They didn't know. He he missed uh, a a good chance in like the twenty first minute. Yeah, twenty. So twenty one minutes immediately. We want Poku. The he, entire the entire stadium. You couldn't. The, the <laughs> announcers were talking loud enough. They could not drown it out. So that's that's this is the New York tolerance, right? You know, and we're showing it at Yankee Stadium. Like, look, you mess up. You don't get. Two chan- you don't get a second chance. No, no, no. With we'll us. turn on you. <laughs> we'll turn on we you. We love you. We bought your jersey. <laughs> we'll turn on you right away. We we're, we're burning the jersey in the twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Mm. That's not even a. That's, an, that's not even an episode of the Daily Show yet. No, no. You know, and imme- a sitcom has at least twenty-two <laughs> minutes of dialogue. You don't even know what's gonna happen, and we're already booing. The and thing. they were like, "We want." He missed. I mean, he. That was like his first chance. He didn't even get like. He didn't mess up a bunch of other chances. Yeah, no. First chance. We want Poku. Uh, and, the whole building. But I think I think he. People say that they think that inspired him to play better. Would you agree? I I totally do. Really? Because he he was a different person after that man. Uh, offensively, I mean he's he's kind of all over the place, and uh, he went from that midfielder sort of mix role where he was like defending and and right. like a, 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 a defensive mid. They try to get him to play like almost like a box to box number 10. It doesn't really work. It doesn't. He doesn't have that kind of game. He doesn't have that engine. But he you know. but he he works and I think his his uh uh you know people dismiss him and yeah. and and it's so uh, uh they underestimate him. That's and I think that's exactly what they did uh in that match. That's what I did. That's what we all did. <laughs> I mean, I think we would all I think I would say high footballing IQ Right. Yeah, yeah. I completely smart knows where to be. Didn't do it previous <laughs> to this match. I think I, I don't know how old he is, but I think he's up there. I think he's like thirty-one. Yeah. So I I'm it, check. It, it seems like he's just uh, uh, athletically, he's not as uh, you know as gifted as um, right. you know. I think he's lost a step or two. Yeah. Uh, but he he 
he's definitely a an asset. He's thirty two. Yeah, he's he's clearly an asset. Uh, but wow, it was it was it was incredible to witness. I was literally. Oh, go ahead, keep talking. Oh okay, yeah, I was uh I was next to um uh, I was next to my friend and we're watching the match and we're literally talking about how why is why is Gravavoy in this match? It doesn't make much sense. And then he scores. He scores that first goal. We can't believe it. And then when he scored the header, we were like, we were just talking shit about him. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy <laughs> who was wearing a Ned Grabavoy jersey in like the supporter section and people were making fun of him. They were, I was watching active people active yeah, posting, yeah. making fun of this guy on the forum and everywhere else. By the end of the game, people were taking pictures with this guy in his jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. It was great. I'm, I'm very ha- happy for uh, for a grabby baby, grabby yeah. boy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's it. We got to get him up I with the name. I think we're all the grab-a-boys. <laughs> grab- yeah, the grab-a-boys. Well, listen, this, <laughs> it was a great match. I had a great time in Wisconsin. I missed you. I'm back. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a commercial. When we come back, we're going to talk about... We're gonna, let's talk a little bit about Anthony Martial. And yeah. All wow. the other stuff. A little Premier League stuff. I, I've been uh, heavy on the Premier League stuff. Uh, yeah, and let's see week. if you've chosen... Ooh. The Gunners. <laughs> or you're going to spit in my mouth. Uh, right when you that get That sounds back. too sexual. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Only to you. Only to you, you pervert. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Cooligans after this. Good boy, ball in there by Niasi. Oh, what a play by Pirlo. He nutmegs Pelosi. Now Winger. Discarude inside Lampard. And it opens for it, but Lampard continues his run. There's the header. Matt Grabavoy without a goal all season has two on the night, and it is 2-0 New York City. Swati sounds a lot easier than it really is. Oh, now on the move, feeling the joy. Angelino Davidio, number 16 on the year, 3-0 New York City. And we're back. We are back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, what? What? Um. I guess you wanted to talk a little bit about Premier League. I, I agree. did. I did want to talk about Premier League, Alexis. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. This is what a coincidence. <laughs> us, us radio professionals. <laughs> we are. It's just. I mean, would you? I'm, I don't want to use the word naturals necessarily, but maybe we. I would use the the words born to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably better. <laughs> Born to do this, <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I while you were away, I've uh, was there. What we there was a break. Was the the international break on while you were away, or no? Am I no wrong? no no? That was uh, that was a week prior. Yeah, that was a week prior. So uh, this is you know this is new to me too. An international break. This is not a thing we have in MLS. Yeah yeah. Uh, you know, so well, they have them. They just ignore them. They play through them. Exactly. Yeah. Which uh, you know, now you start. Seeing why the the uh, I, I, well, how frustrating it can be for an MLS manager when you your best players right. are gone and and, and, and you still have to play and games. you still have to play games. doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, also, you know when the league started, there was no need for it. It was you know? yeah, it wasn't much of a concern. Yeah, I mean there was a couple of players and there were a lot of national team players, but you know for the most part they were you know fresh out of a World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, at the most part, if they had to go, they had to go. It wasn't a big deal. It was just about getting the league to play through the summer so Correct. that it wouldn't interrupt. I mean, you would have gotten demolished competing with NFL. So get it done before the end of the summer. Correct. 
so uh yeah so after the break and that was like a a weird uh thing because i was getting it was four weeks of, of Premier League, and then and it's like, wait, what happened this yeah, week? Yeah, and you then know? gone. And they're gone, you know? So, But it's a great time for teams' fans to go insane if their teams hadn't won the entire <laughs> the first four matches. Uh, Chelsea fans were, were quite upset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Arsenal fans weren't and the it's, happiest. It, it's, it's interesting because now I'm starting to uh, to develop, uh, uh, you know, like getting more involved in, in the storyline and the characters of, I see. of this league you know it's like I, I i feel like it's more it's becoming more of a soap opera that i'm like you know now that you're involved now yeah it's like yeah. i'm way more concerned like who's gonna who's gonna be killed off next yeah and- <laughs> yeah who gets voted off the island <laughs> yeah so uh you know paying attention to uh all the different uh like and the character the, the the leading men uh seem to be you know, it, it seems to be very managerial, right? Yeah. Uh, the, like those are the, the the leading characters, which is like interesting because in in MLS, that's a, we don't re- even know who the managers are. Yeah, I mean, most- we we do, but they're not like there's a few, there's a handful of them that are important to the yeah. to the storyline. But for the most part, yeah, no, we're not really focusing on them. Yeah, and uh, I've just been just enthralled yeah. with uh, Jose Mourinho. Yeah, here we go, and uh, uh, and just all the. All the beef. There's just a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of beef. A lot of beef. <laughs> Going to dinner at an Argentinian's house. Man, it's a lot of beef <laughs> uh, with him, and and he's definitely the Darth Vader of the of the yeah, Premier League. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I and and he is he is disliked on a, almost every kind of level, on a professional level, on a personal one. Yeah, even Chelsea fans aren't sure if they like him. They like the <laughs> fact that he won them the league. Yeah. But they're like, no, we know why you hate him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're on board. And and the uh, the sort of animosity between uh, Arsene Wenger and and uh, strong and Jose Mourinho is is almost a thing. You don't even really see this in a, in Americans. I mean, I think the closest we have is Rex Ryan and Bill Belichick. Yeah, that is absolutely uh, Bill Belichick and. Insert Jets head coach here. <laughs> he hated uh, what was the dude before Mangini. He hated Mangini yeah. uh, as well. I uh, mentioned he was the first one to call him out for the spy gate. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that would be the closest thing we have. It's, it's pretty fascinating, especially since the, like it, it when it comes see, to, when it comes to like NFL, yeah. it's like the focus is usually the players and how terrible they are, terrible right, things they do, right. uh, uh, you know, it, it's things like that. But when it comes to, it seems like the way they report on the Premier League and, and the, the way the media's focus is is really on like the 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 way you would talk about, you know, uh, like some gossip at a high school lunch table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know, like it's absolutely. It, it's very focused on de- handshakes. I didn't know handshakes. Handshakes are a big were deal. The most important thing in the game of football. <laughs> There's nothing more important. Did not- you see? <laughs> did you see Mourinho corner? Arsene Wenger yes, on the yes. way out of the tunnel. Yeah. He made it so that he couldn't. <laughs> and here's the thing about Arsene Wenger. He's a very classy guy. Very. You, know, you may not like him. He may not be your favorite coach. You may think, you know, there was a, there were people had jokes about him being a pedophile at one point. Um, I think it's just the accent. <laughs> uh, you may not, he may not be your favorite person, but you can't say he's not classy. When I took the Emirates tour, when I was in London, uh, they get flowers in the color of the opposite team for that person's uh, uh, like director's box. Okay. So like if you know if you're playing Fulham, it'd be white and black flowers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like 
it, it's kind of nice. Like he has, there's a classy. All right. He yeah. likes to hold everything at a classy level. He's a nice he doesn't host. Want, yes. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He's <laughs> not. He's the opposite of Mourinho. Mourinho <laughs> is the closest thing in sports to Donald Trump. Okay. He it, says things specifically to get a rise out of you. It it it's strange because it seems like he is. It's entertaining as hell, though, isn't it? It is the most entertaining. <laughs> it is. I want to hate him, <laughs> but as a comedian, I'm like, I get what he's doing. Yeah, he's crushing this right now. He he's very, um, you know, uh, uh, I I don't even say I wouldn't say obnoxious, uh, but he does. You know, he has this strategy and he uh, promotes this philosophy. Right. And then when people ask him about it, he gets super annoyed, super annoyed. How dare you ask me about the thing that I'm intentionally doing to get you to ask me that question. Yeah, It's the most, it's like inviting someone to your house and then being mad at them that they showed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's 100% what it is. It's absolutely fascinating. And, and, and it's a cool, um, do you remember the Seinfeld episode which, which where, one? uh, Elaine had a big head, the guy's, the guy he was, she was dating got stabbed by the ex-girlfriend right before the date. And then at the, the next day, on the time they actually got to date, a woman walked by and said, oh, my God, it's you, and threw a hot coffee in his face. Yes, yes. And then she was like, I can't figure out why. It's because he breaks up badly. So when she broke up with him, he was like, well, you got a big head. And she was like, oh, is that all you got? You know, haha. And then everything started happening about her having a big head. Uh-huh. And like the little things he said would like dig into your brain, even if it's like innocuous at first. That's right. It becomes your reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Mourinho. Yeah, man. He'll, he'll be like the nicest person during a pre- press conference for the entire thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he says this one thing and everyone only, and then it becomes that's all he, ha- and it's true because it's all you want to think about, yeah. you know? Well, uh, and it, the the last thing he just said, and I wish we had the clip ready, but maybe we let's insert it. Yeah, right now the thing about um, uh, so after the the Arsenal match. Yeah, and uh, did you see what he said about Diego Costa? Did you hear what he said uh, about how like he was very dismissive? Well, he was. Uh, they, I don't remember exactly what he said, but yeah, he basically said like people were uh were saying like Diego Costa should have gotten. Kicked out for you know he was he he who is uh, Koscielny he's just like smacked him in the face he yeah, yeah smacked yeah. the punch he them scratched Gabriel, scratched Gabriel Polista. yeah he had three scratches along the side of his neck and they asked him directly like do you think he should have been uh, sent off uh, you know for for that behavior and he basically said like look Diego has to play that way like this is how this is how you play in this league this is why you're we're selling tickets this is why you're watching us so he has to do what he has to do and well and that's a strange thing to like you know to be like next question you yeah. know like that's a big deal he really punched the dude i mean he didn't punch he smacked him in the, he was uh uh, uh the, instigator, the instigator. Yeah, i mean yeah. so much he's an agitator so it's it's difficult anything else would tur at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> he's all of those things yeah. yeah uh so it's difficult to just uh like like dismiss the fact that he almost like is annoyed that you're asking about that. Yeah. He like whitewashes over like, how do you not know Mm -hmm. that this is part of the process? Yeah. And, and, and based on what you just said about how, uh, uh, you know, Arson is, is this, uh, classy dude. Yeah. And, and Mourinho is not the opposite. Yeah. And, and what, what's fascinating to me is how much the, the clubs take their, get their like, personality or uh, you know from their manager yeah 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 it's like their demeanor becomes the club's demeanor it's it's quite incredible yeah uh how 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 direct of a reflection 
It is um, right. of how the club is, you know, uh, to their manager, which shows, you know, the loyalty each club has to their man. Their managers are very important because in like an MLS, I don't really think about that at all. No, I, you know, I don't know what uh, Jason Christ uh, is one of those guys that, you know, has a lot of um, probably because of how badly NYCFC did at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a lot of like stage time and, and, and you know, uh, his way of playing the game was important, you know? Yeah. Uh, Siggy Schmidt, guys like that. Uh, I don't know who that is. Who's Siggy Schmidt? You know who he is. That's the big guy who has been managing the uh, Seattle Sounders forever. Okay. Uh, you know, great coach, but he's another one of those guys that can sort of lead you in the right direction. Uh, Bruce Arena, originally a Brooklyn boy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, LA Galaxy manager forever. And, you know, he seems to be the closest thing we've ever had to like a Sir Alex Ferguson in this league. Yeah, it's a, it, there's a, a certain jealousy I have to the way the, the league is covered uh, in England. Yeah, Cause when, but now you see why it's the most entertaining league. It's not just what's happening on the pitch. Not it's yet, everything. Not yeah. You know, it's players shagging each other's wives and it's the managers not shaking each other's hands. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, these are headlines. Yeah, these are headlines. <laughs> this would be like in in in. You know, New York, this is a page six little yeah. blurb. Yeah. But no, this is a hat. Like, if you don't shake hands. Yeah. And, you know. Fr- I mean, front page, not sports section. No. Front yeah. page. That's before the war. They, <laughs> they talk about the handshake. Oh, uh, uh, you know, Mourinho and Wenger did not shake hands. Oh, and we invaded Iraq, I think. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Who knows? Nobody Something really happened. <laughs> uh, ISIS, maybe. Uh, who knows? Uh, but what you really came here to, for us to talk about, that's kind of how it is. And I think that's why... I think so many people say it's the most entertaining. It, it may not produce the best clubs anymore, you know. Now it seems like Spain's got five in the Champions League because you know it's coefficients and they're winning. Yeah. And and Italy might actually knock out, uh, might knock uh, the Premier League down to only three Champions League spots uh, next year. It mm-hmm. could happen. So um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like we're producing super clubs. And then when people ask, like, oh, why do you need super clubs? It's really for the Champions League. Like, you know, the domestic yeah. league is almost secondary now because the amount of money you get from the Champions League. And it seems like, you know, Bayern and Real and Barca are running away with it, you know? I, 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 uh, this is the first time I'm also paying attention to the Champions League. And that also is like a nice uh, little addition to, uh, you know, in the middle of the week. This, yeah. I'm starting to realize there's so much damn football. Yeah. How, wh- now you see why I've pretty much given up on baseball and NFL. <laughs> There's just so much to pay attention to. There really is. And also, you know, NFL, uh, this is, it, it, we just had the second week pass. And watching NFL games now is like, get to it already. Yeah, yeah. Where, what's going on? Just <laughs> kick it to each other. Oh you know? my God. Nine yeah. million commercials. Yeah, yeah. It's becoming unbearable. It's unbearable. When people tell me they think soccer is boring, I'm like, you watch baseball <laughs> and American football. I don't think the sports are boring. But there's a lot of downtime on both oh, of those. It's brutal. There's no, I mean, what did they say? I think in total it's 16 minutes of activity. Yeah, in an yeah. NFL game. It's, it's bad. Which is insane. <laughs> which means if they went four more minutes, the crowd for the NYCFC would have booed one of their players. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it's been. Uh, Speaking of NFL, though, did you see Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants? I did. He celebrated like Cristiano Ronaldo. When uh, he that scored. was cool. That was that. But but Odell Beckham is a former soccer player. Yeah, massive soccer fan. Yeah, too. very good. He said that he probably could have had a chance to be on the men's national team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that good. He was being looked at. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was cool. He scored. Did the I don't even know what he called like it. The standing, the, the stand, like, ta-da flex, ta- I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
just sh- look at my torso, look yeah. at my abs, kind of right. Expo- expose. Uh, like if I did that, you would think there was a bee near me. It would not be me <laughs> flexing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that was cool. That was cool. I yeah, know. that was kind of dope. I uh, I mean, it seems like the Premier League is exciting, especially this year. You know, some of the new teams that have come up. Yeah, and we got the kid at Leicester playing out of his mind. Uh, yeah, that's been it's been pretty cool to watch him and uh, Riyad Mahrez. Uh, Riyad Mahrez and his uh his the other forward, uh, Jamie Vardy. Yeah, Vardy's playing really well. Right, he's been great too. How about uh, they call what do they call him? Uh, Nia Smith. Uh, is he Welsh? Stephen Naismith. Uh, yeah, from uh, from Everton. from Everton. He mm-hmm. came in. He came in as a substitute and scored a hat trick. trick. That's right. Against Chelsea. Yeah, again. They, oh, no, God. No, I'll still, I can't watch the Arsenal man, but I'll watch that one again. I, after the, oh, what the, do they call him? Welsh Messi? Is that what? Or oh. Scottish? Scottish Messi. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> nickname for that guy. Uh, after the Arsenal uh, <clears throat> Chelsea match, which. Yeah. Oh, did it happen yet? It I wasn't <laughs> paying attention. So. Uh, very, if you didn't, if you did not see this match, uh, very chippy, very chippy. That's the word for it, man. There was just so much animosity between the two clubs. Yeah. They hate each other. Uh, but I mean, obviously the, the big story is, uh, Diego Costa and, uh, and Gabriel and everyone else and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's very, very angry yeah. uh, with Diego, but he, you know what? After after that match, I officially started hating Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're this getting is- you one step closer to <laughs> Arsenal, baby. They were. It was like, wow, this is not. I don't think this is. I don't agree with how this game is being played. I don't like the way this team plays yeah. the game. It- I I think they were desperate to win. They they've been losing a lot. They're very, you know, they're very, you know, they're at the bottom of the table. They were so mm-hmm. close to being relegated in the relegation zone, uh, and I think. Their desperation is showing, uh, and it, you know I was not impressed. I was it's not, not a, again not a classy way to win. Uh, it's not not at all not modern football. Mm-hmm. You know that's an antiquated form of football, and you know it's also you know I forgot uh, I, who was the guy I can't remember. He just he just went to the uh, Serie A. He just went to the Italian league, and he's fractured someone's like face before. Yeah, and like first match in Serie A, he fractures someone's face again. And they asked him if he was upset about it. He said, no, this is the way I play. I'm yeah. a dirty player. He said, if you don't want contact, go play tennis. Yeah, there was that uh, that other uh, Luke Shaw. From- oh, God, I can't even talk about it. Oh, that was right. I watched that live. That was hard. Uh, that was tough. Uh, the other one. Oh, my God. One. Did you see the one in Argentina? Carlos oh, Tevez. Tevez. Yeah, that was bad. That's the one I was watching live, yeah. too, because I don't know if you know this. All the Argentinian matches you can watch for free on YouTube live. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Football para todos. All right. Uh, dot com. F-U-T-B-O-L-P-A-R-A-T-O-D-O-S dot com. Uh, and you can get any of them, including, you know, Boca versus River, which is insane. Awesome. And, I mean, Argentinian League is absolutely amazing. So, uh, I, for, I believe it was Independiente versus Boca Juniors. Carlos mm-hmm. Tevez back in the league. Uh, did not mean to do it. Just kind of stepped over the ball, yeah, and landed on the guy's leg, and it snaps Snapped, the yeah. guy's leg. Double fracture, not even a compound fracture, a double fracture. Mm. Oh my god, it was <laughs> disturbing to watch. Yeah, it's a, it's a little scary. Uh, cause I so I started playing in a in a soccer league. You're gonna break your leg in half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not as intense, no. you know. This uh, well, if Carlos Tevez shows up. <laughs> He has a little bit of a stronger, uh, yeah. uh, you know, foot. Apparently, he's got lead in his boots, man. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, 
but I yeah I started playing in uh, in a soccer league uh, on on the weekends uh, with in, in Brooklyn Bridge Park and it's uh, it's called it, the league is called NYC Footy, and it's great. I'm having a blast. You having a good time? I really am, and I'm learning. Uh, like it's co-ed, right? It is co-ed, and some of the girls are much better than me. Yeah. Uh, they're very very good. Uh, but did Lindsay Bowling ever play? She did not play. Okay. Uh, I think they still want to get her to play. She was being looked at by the women's national team. Yeah, yeah. Point. She's a, yeah. like a like a proper uh, proper footballer. She's a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm like you know I'm I've played sports you know a lot of basketball, handball, football, all this stuff. Uh, so uh, I'm not you know it's not my natural game. I'm you're I'm, an athletic guy. I'm a, but I can run. I can keep up, and I'm learning how to play this game and it's like every uh week it's been two weeks yeah getting better i played in two games the last week oh my god almost scored off a header of on a cross it it would have been the greatest moment of my life if i had made it it hit the post oh it was so close i mean it like i this is why this game is like so like lovely because it's like when, when you're playing you can like you know uh, uh you flash back those right. moments, and I saw the ball coming, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna get it! This is all, this is unbelievable! It's coming! <laughs> it's coming to me!" You know? Yeah. And I headed it, and uh, uh, and it took a like, a, like it wasn't directly down, but it, it took a little bounce, but it went low, and right off the po- oh man, I saw it in. I was already celebrating. I was about yeah. to do a back. I've never even done a backflip. Your before. shirt was already off. <laughs> you got to put your shirt back on. Your and uh, I also I coincidentally I forgot my jersey. Uh, the one that they gave us, yeah, and uh, uh, and it's red. So I had, uh, but I brought my Henri jersey. Ah, so from Arsenal. Yes, of course. So when I was there, uh, I didn't really think much of it, but the entire game was like, "Hey, who got Henri? Who got Henri? Who I got Henri? Wait, watch Henri! Watch on!" Like they were s- scared of me. Yeah. When. I don't know how to power play. of the shirt, <laughs> but the shirt made me a defensive uh, uh, like priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a liability for the other team now <laughs> because here comes Henri. Also, nothing scarier than a guy wearing an Henri jersey. And you're like, just don't let him do any Henri shit, okay? <laughs> just make sure he looks like an idiot. Uh, but it was great. I'm having. What position are you in? I played forward most of the time. Okay, a lot of running. A lot of running, and like I, I feel like uh, when I play, I'm not. I feel like I'm not a great passer. A uh, good enough passer yet, so that's right. why when I play mid, I'm like, um, I still get kind of nervous. But if like if I have the ball and you want me to run towards a goal, I can do that. I, I there was like one play where I like went in between like two people. I was like, oh, what is? Who is this? You stopped. You stopped <laughs> yourself. You were like, that was impressive, right, I guys? Believe it. Like uh, I went between two guys, and then a, a third person had to come and get the ball because they were like, How the hell are you? you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you got past hey, buddy, t- calm down. <laughs> uh, Your kids are here. <laughs> So yeah, it's been it's been the best. So your footballing journey, which is part of, I mean, this is the third character of this podcast, is uh, your footballing journey. Yeah, is you becoming enthralled in the game. Yeah, I'm paying attention to like uh, a lot of different things. Just even, uh, and I'm and I'm gaining an appreciation from when I when I watch professionals do it. Right. But I'm little like just trapping the ball is the hardest thing. It's in the, the hardest world. thing in the world. <laughs> There's nothing more difficult. When I used to trap the ball, people would be like, good pass. I was like, well, I wasn't meaning to do that, but sure, go for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like figuring out what some of my like uh, my strengths are, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I'm, I'm pretty fast. I can kind of get by people. Uh, I took a corner kick and like it almost kind of went in. 
Oh, you almost Olympicos. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Yeah. I, I should take all the corners now. <laughs> <Yeah>. this so, <laughs> call me Christian Corner Polanco. <laughs> yeah. Nickname Esquina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, I'm having a blast. Like, it, so getting involved with like, uh, uh, you know, watching, watching, watching the games, watching all the leagues and also playing. I'm like, this, this is going to be a great season. Great fall. I'm excited. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm excited. I mean, it seems like you're excited. You have yet to choose a team. We promised people you would choose by now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can it should I just should I just decide right now? I'm like kind of on the fence, but I feel like I should just make a decision. I think uh, I'm gonna give you one of these. <laughs> okay. Uh so I would like to announce that the team I'm going to support This could break my heart or break my heart. For the in the Premier League. Everton Football Club. Oh! <laughs> yeah. God! I thought they were gone. I thought they were out. No, man. I, there's something. You, this is why I'm I like I have more of an affinity to them over Arsenal is there's this. What? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for all the hearts I have broken. Think about how easy it would be. All your friends are Arsenal. Fans. I know. But this is this is my reasoning. It's. There's something to the, 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 there's certain teams that are, they have this sort of expectation to win. Yeah. And that, that is definitely present with Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Man U, Man City. Sure. There is, people are ups, uh, like they get angry at the, there's no like, there's, I don't know if the it's. The joie de vie. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, there's like this. Uh, not necessarily. There's pressure to win on every team if you're in the in the Premier League, but there's a there's. A, I feel like there's more of a love to the to the to the specific players in some of the lower teams that are not as expected to win. They just like people love what the those clubs bring to what you know to their town to their city, uh, and with Everton there seems to be a. Uh, I like uh, Roberto Martinez. Uh, there's like a, there's a certain uh, um, sympathy and empathy that he has with his players that I see that other managers don't really have. Right. So, and that's something that like not mu- much of an expectation to win or is not as high. Uh, it's like, I don't know. I, there's something I like about it. It's like, You're it's a like a fan be- of a team that's never going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like being a Mets fan, all right? It's like it there's a there's a certain uh uh connection to the players and not just to the institution. And I feel like with Arsenal and the other teams that right. there's a, the the institution is supposed to succeed. The and, badge is more important than the person wearing the shirt. Correct. And so there's so I like that more about Everton that there isn't the 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 the, the team itself is not on that pedestal. It's the players that make the squad. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a chance to go back on that at the end of the first season in case everything gets relegated. Uh, uh, I'm going to be going to League One games. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Everything, look, everything's in great position. Timmy Howard, come on. They have an American goalkeeper. He's he's great. Who's possibly the best American goalkeeper right now. So, look. Not not according to Jurgen Klinsmann. No, which I, I believe Guzman should be getting. Uh, you know, uh, getting the starts, but sure. 
Um, you know, look, Howard took a year off. That's fine. But now mm-hmm. you got to earn your place again. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you don't, you know, you're not off the team. You know, you're not, you're still in the roster eh, go win it. Go win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you broke my heart. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever. You're not, a, you're not a Tottenham fan. Uh, so sure. that, that makes me happy. Uh, you're not a Chelsea fan. Thank God. You're not a Manchester United. Cause that would have been too easy. Uh, all right, you went with Everton, and you have your good reasons, and I think they're bullshit, and I hate you. But uh, <laughs> I think that's I, didn't, I didn't go with like some front runner, or you know, I no, did. You didn't. I, I did. I did my research. I was very uh, uh, interested, and in, even even like uh, even Swan Swansea was like gaining my interest a little bit. Yeah, but who wants but to go to wa- Swansea? <laughs> exactly. You really want to go to Wales to watch a game? <laughs> All right, here's what we also. I mean, it's not like Liverpool's that much better. I mean, it's a great city. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Liverpool, but come on. I mean, London. Would you rather go to London or would you rather go? I mean, you're going to have to, whenever they play someone else, like Arsenal, that's when you're going to have to go. You have to sit in the away seats. Ugh. All right. All right. Well, like, I get, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, I, all you did look, was, you know, ruin my day. But other than that, I think you, you did I'll, fine. I'll figure it out. You made you made your choice. And now not, you got to live with I'm it. I'm not booking flights yet. <laughs> we'll sort it out later. Yeah. But I will say this is this is pretty much prime example of how American fans tend to choose their clubs. A lot of it deals with. Who they use in FIFA. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And Everton is your team in FIFA. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it deals with that. And it's 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 a secondary connection to the club. And, uh, I mean, here, you know, this is a great example. Now, you know, the fact that that happened, fine. Uh, but it, it fits right into the mold of how American fans tend to pick their Premier League teams. It's yeah. just one of those things. We don't have... You know, your your parents didn't have an affinity to, to a Premier League team. Neither did mine. You know, I wasn't... Uh, handed a team and yeah, we didn't yeah. watch it on TV every day up until recently. It was very difficult to do that. Uh, so yeah, this is it. We had FIFA before we had anything else. If that pisses off other people, if that makes us plastic, well then I don't think you understand. Uh, you know what it is. Someone called me. I think I mentioned this in the podcast before. Someone from Scotland called me a glory hog for being an Arsenal fan. Said I should be a fan of his team. It's a third tier Scottish team. How am I, I? I can never go see that team. You know what I mean? What, yeah. What do you, they're not going to play it on TV. Like, what makes you think there's even a chance I would ever be a fan of the team? And I said, I explained to him, being a fan of Arsenal in the 90s is harder than you being a team, a fan of a third tier team in your club. No one in the world, besides like eight other people that I possibly ran into, knew who Arsenal was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was alone. I was alone in that. So not a glory hog, but good. You <laughs> apparently are Brick Alexis's hard hog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got. I I own that. Yeah, that's your thing. All right. Well, great. Well, I'll be back after this. Uh, Christian's off off the podcast. Uh, no, we'll be back after this. Let's play a little, uh, probably a clip of me crying. I'm not sure what we're going to pick. Uh, maybe we'll have Arsenal fans chanting. I don't know. Well, we'll surprise you. Come back after this. We'll be right back with our third and final segment. All right. We'll be right back. Reyes almost made it eight. Good save by right. An embarrassed-looking David Moyes shakes the hand of a delighted-looking Arsene Wenger, whose team tonight have shown the whole nation the kind of football they're capable of playing. Dennis Bergkamp orchestrated things for them, particularly in a magnificent first half when he had a part to play in all three Arsenal goals. And then they added another four in the second half as they just... Turn on the start. So, yeah, we're back. <laughs> Why is it always funny? I don't know. It's always funny. It's like someone interrupted you reading a book. Maybe one day. Maybe we should stop doing uh, breaks. 
Maybe we should figure out how to. You want to just not do breaks? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we could figure it out somehow. So that we won't giggle every time. Because <laughs> this is, is, as comedians, when you're like, all right, then we're back. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, look at this douche look trying to be a radio. Look at yeah. his radio dumb voice. Actually, you know, it's funny. I'm the only one who giggles. You don't laugh. <laughs> you're very respectful. Yeah. You know, my it's my, you know, my calm demeanor. Yeah. You're, you're very, <laughs> very placid. Placido Polanco. Yeah. Who, uh, second baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies for yeah, a long and time. And third tenor <laughs> at the Philharmonic. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, I mean, this has already been a great episode and <laughs> we have discussed so many things. <laughs> just patting yourself on the back. You're going to get a bruise back. <laughs> I uh, agree. It's been great. Well, one thing we were just talking about, uh, during the break was, uh, I brought up a, there was a, uh, there's, uh, the MLS or, or, or is involved in a lawsuit. Uh, it, well, sort of. Yeah, the, the lawsuit is towards the, the United States Soccer Federation. Right, which should be independent of MLS. If you follow the rules of every other country in the world, Okay. the federation, the National Federation, is separate from, has no affiliation to any league. Oh, that's interesting. So the English FA um, has no connection to the Premier League. You know, they doesn't matter what league you're in. If you're a good enough player, you're... Well, I'm sure they each have... They have some influence on each other no really none yeah none okay because it so what it uh, uh what the way it seems uh, the, the way it's structured in the united states is yeah. that the united states the ussf gets to they're involved with uh the how the mls is structured they get they get to like instill rules uh, over how how this league is uh kind of run uh, here's the thing the real connection is something called sum Soccer United Marketing. Okay. Which, excuse me, is on paper independent of MLS, but in reality, Don Garber, who runs the MLS, is one of the chair of the, or one of the head, the head people of SUM. SUM is the marketing arm that uh, negotiates or that structures TV deals and how Games are marketed, in other words, like uh, international teams coming in and playing, things sure, like that. Which is an incredibly powerful position to be in. Incredibly powerful position. Uh, so in recent years, what they've done is they've – Soccer United Marketing also handles all the national team stuff. So they've bundled all of their TV rights together. So that big $90 million contract per year that came out recently, that Fox and ESPN um, and Univision uh, – bid together and, and one uh, beat uh, NBC, mm-hmm. what they did was they bid towards, they bid to soccer marketing. And so soccer marketing is the one who put the deal together and MLS and the national team joined uh, joined together and bid together. That that also doesn't happen anywhere else in the oh, world. Okay. Um, so, you know, what, what fans don't like is that uh, MLS has too much influence over uh, the, the national federation. Um, and some people have said, like, well, that's not true. And then the U.S. Federation recently um, applied to change the rules for division. Because here's the thing. Because we don't have promotion and relegation in this country, the different divisions are strong. In most countries, like uh, like when I was in Spain and I went to Alicante, uh, Hercules is like Hercules is the big team there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, what about Alicante FC? And they're like, ah, it's a small team. Um, and whenever they go, whenever they win to be promoted to like the third tier, they're in the fourth tier, I believe. Whenever they win to go up, they don't have enough seats to meet the demands of the next. Because you have to have so many available seats for fans. Exactly. Per- it, it, and if you, you play a big team that's a, a big away team, 
Yeah. Uh, and they they want to come see the game. Right. And there's not enough seats. And yeah. And also there's like stuff. a standard. You know, there's yeah, a standard. Yeah. For the purposes of, of showing your, your stadium on TV, it can't be like one it, set of stands. Exactly. The product has to be, right. you know, very nice to show. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, they're, they're like, look, if you're going to be a, love, a person of this team, you have to have certain standards. And there's more than that. I believe there's like, you know, uh, accommodations and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you don't have like these high school pitches that make it onto TV and whatnot. So... There's a lot of other reasons. Uh, so that's standard. Um, what the Federation has tried to uh, inst- uh, say is that in order to consider yourself a Division One league, uh, because you can't be promoted to the top division through winning, yeah. um, your league can essentially file to be what division they want to be in. Um, and that means the owners of your clubs have to have so much money liquid uh, in order to become owners. Yeah. Uh, the teams have to be valued at so many dollars. You know, so much has to be spent, so on and so forth. Uh NASL, which is doing a wonderful job on their own, um, certainly not the the Premier League as far as being viewed, not English Premier League. Like they, have, I wouldn't call them the top league in America. Um, MLS is still considered that uh, in their Division One. NASL is Division Two. NASL wants to come up to Division One. MLS knows that. USF USSF knows that. Uh, and all of a sudden, USSF files to change the regulations of Division One. One of the main things being the majority of your markets have to be two million people or more. Yeah, which is a big stopping ground. Like NASL really shouldn't even qualify to be second division right now because they don't have any teams on the West Coast. Okay, you have to have you have to have a certain amount of teams, and I think in each uh, yeah, in each yeah. um, and the, the, time zone. And this is basically this is the basis of the lawsuit is that yeah the lawsuit is that wait you're changing the law. You're ch- yeah, you're changing the rules for yeah. us to join. Uh, to be get to get Division One status, right? And you know we're coming for it, exactly. So now you're going to change the rules, correct? Uh, Which yeah, it's unfair and it's it's not competitive, and um, you know it's 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 an at this point it becomes somewhat of a trust lawsuit. It's an antitrust lawsuit. Yeah, well, well, so one of the so the the, the person who uh, the attorney, the antitrust attorney, uh, representing the NASL. Uh, said was it Kessler wrestler uh, Jeffrey Kessler he goes doubling the population criteria now is an anti-competitive bait and switch with the purpose of entrenching MLS's monopoly position at the very time when the NASL is threatening to become a significant competitor right uh, so that's you know that's a bold uh, statement and it it you know in a in a simply put it does seem uh, you know, uh, anti-free market, uh, building a uh, building a monopoly because the the way the other leagues uh, handle it is that they have you know promotion and relegation. They have yeah. You you have Division One, and if you, you you're not competitive enough and you don't do well enough, you get uh, uh, relegated. You get demoted into the lower leagues. So this is what NASL wants. They want to be able to move into MLS if that is going to be or into the top division. Yeah, whatever the top division is, yeah. they want to be able to play in it because obviously, financially, there's so much more of a reward right. uh, being in there. And the fact that they one can't, uh, they don't, they're not allowed to have the ability to beat a Division One league. Uh, so the other option is let's, we should be able to, we should have the opportunity to get into the Division One league because we are a competitive league. So right. we should, it should be similar to how they do it. Uh, everywhere else. Right. And here's the thing. I think if there was promotion and relegation, one of the benefits of that is every club would see a clear way to get to the top. So even clubs like Brooklyn Italians that have existed here forever, you know, clubs all over the world that are all over the country, I should say, that aren't, you know, that are your top 
top tier like you know Carolina Railhawks, which is an NASL team, you know, clubs all over that have like established clubs that don't uh, don't play in the top division would see a, an ability to get there, so they would start to develop players. You know, academies would spring up everywhere. Yeah. You know, and this is this is the this is the 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 pro rail fanboy fantasy, and I have it as well. Is that we will instill a better development uh, technique than what we have now, and I think we're learning and we're getting there, and we have non pay for play academies, and and it seems to be working. And you know, NYCFC signed a bunch of affiliates, and hopefully, you know, they said if you're good, you don't uh, payment will not stop you from playing. So you know, to some degree, there there's there's some things being put in place that are on there. But here's the thing: we have three hundred nineteen thousand, uh, three hundred nineteen million people. Uh, the European Union has uh, five hundred and three. So we, we have 60% the same population as, you know what I mean, the, to the size of the entire European Union. Mm-hmm. And look at how many national teams they they, um, they have yeah, there, that, yeah. They, that they put out. We have one. We should be able to be world beaters. The big issue is that we're not developing enough of our, of our youth into soccer. Yeah. And having only 24 teams, even if the MLS gets there, doesn't seem like it's enough. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's interesting because now that, uh, you know, now that I'm, uh, a, a, you know, a, a footballer, huge, uh, huge, huge footballer. footballer. There Tell is me, no flash photography guys. I've never, I've never played on a team. I've never, uh, I've never been coached. And right. I, I, there's so many things I'm learning as I go. Right. And one of the things it seems, uh, that I'm, you know, one of the things I'm realizing is how crucial, uh, coaching is. Yeah, you need someone to show you how to do things yeah. in this game. You need people to show you uh, uh, where to be, where to, uh, uh, from a simple how to trap the ball to uh, uh, you know how to position yourself, how to how to keep a shape. Yeah, uh, and and how to call out for each other, how do you work as a team? Yeah, and that that is the you know when when the culture of the game doesn't really exist in this country, right. uh, you know when it's not uh, uh, prevalent. That is the thing you see that th- this is why we're not as competitive because right. not, you know, a lot of these uh, players from Europe have been playing since they could walk. Yeah. And they've been being, you know, they've been taught how to play. Did you read that David Villa story he put out? A kid from uh, Tuilla? No, I didn't. He put out a thing about like he was just a kid and living in the U.S. seemed like it was never going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, that's out of this world. He never even thought about it. And, you know, the one thing, the only thing he even knew about the U.S. was New York from movies. Mm-hmm. And the idea that now he lives in New York is kind of like, you know, boggling his mind, you yeah. know, because he's a kid who lives from Spain, who lived in Spain, played in Spain, won yeah. the World Cup for Spain. Like, that's it. He lived in Spain. Spain, that's it. Now, all of a sudden, he gets to be in New York and so on and so forth. One of the things he said was um, when he got home from school, what everyone did was the same thing. They played soccer until nighttime, until there was no lights. and. Yeah. They knew if you went home, your parents would make you do homework. So in order to avoid going home, when they got hungry, they would sneak into the orchards of the local people and they would steal apples just so that they could have enough energy and they were starving just to keep playing soccer. We don't have that. You know, we have a lot of societies where basketball is cool yeah. and baseball is cool. And this is why Fe- uh, uh, David Villa does not know how to read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the main reason uh, why he is completely illiterate. Uh, but great football. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like, if you could read with your feet, that guy would get it. Uh, no, but like, you know, he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to stop playing soccer. We don't have that yet. We're building that passion. You know what I mean? Also, something like that would never happen in this country anymore. 
Because you'd probably either be on your cell phones or you'd be be forced to be inside because you're allergic to the air or something. But <laughs> you're allergic to the material that the the soccer yeah. ball is made of. Yeah, the uh, soccer ball is made out of peanuts, <laughs> and it killed 38 people in one shot. Uh, every time you had the ball, <laughs> every you, time you had swollen face, swollen face <laughs> just ruined your day, ruined your prom. Uh, you don't want it anymore. But that's what I'm saying. Like we, some there's a lot of passion. But guys like Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey, not only did they go out and find ways to develop themselves, you know, they had a lot of natural talent you can't build you know we've been lucky enough to build up to this point but you can't keep building a national team that way so the question becomes you know i understand where mls is coming from uh this is a very difficult subject to broach because at the end of the day there are millionaires who put their money on the line and have lost millions and, and look i know the league says they still lose money none of us believe that anymore yeah um, we're at the point now where you're getting 90 million dollars a year just for the tv if you were losing 100 million dollars and you're getting 90 million if the entire league is only losing 10 million dollars you're doing pretty good <laughs> it's about time to start taking some i mean you took yeah. this much of a risk already start taking some bigger risks to make this this the sport the biggest in the world because i think it can be here mm-hmm. um you know I, I think we can make or whatever our top division ends up being the best in the world. I honestly believe that because I think people want to live here. People want to play here. You know, we have better taxation than all the other countries, you know, in in Spain, it's 50% at the level these guys are at, you know? So, so I think people want to play here. People want to live here. I think, you know, cities like New York and LA and and yeah, they're going to get the majority of the stars. I'm sorry. You know, you you know, that's what, it's what's going to happen. But you know, other teams can develop their own players and sell them for big money or put them on the first team. It's going to be huge. The amount of people we have in this country, here's the, big issue is i can't tell someone how to spend their money you know you put these you put these teams together and and you're you know they're faux clubs and they all vote because it's like a co-op they're all owners of the league Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like yeah the uh the chic is or whatever cfg is technically the owner of nycfc they're they're a part owner of their they're one twenty first you know they're one twenty one they're one out of twenty one owner of the league Mm -hmm. and they get to manage nycfc that's how that works out I know they were for, you know, free agency. Simple things like that can break up the single entity system, which can eventually get you to something like a promotion or relegation. I don't think it's necessary, but I do see the benefits. There's some negatives. You know, we've seen some clubs that haven't been able to get out of, you know, then you also build some super clubs. I get it. Uh, I can't sit there and tell somebody how to spend their money. I can't walk into a pizza shop and be like, no, don't get the pepperoni, get the plane. It's your money. You do whatever you want. I'm exactly. just going to point at you and laugh at you while it, you eat the pepperoni. It is It is starting to seem like the... And it seems like the league is going in a good direction, It, it but it is starting to seem like the, the practices that were uh, installed... Uh, during the league's inception, right, which were necessary, which were necessary, and they they were essentially uh, a life support system so that the league wouldn't fail, right. But now that the league is seeing some success, and it's like, uh, you know, and I've I've definitely felt this way. Like if if I'm at a job and then I see the business succeeding, but my pay hasn't gotten up, gotten up, uh, then I'm like, all right, so what's what's the deal? Like, am I am I gonna get a little bit of that? Yeah. So eventually at some point there is so much money being made that you can't keep coming up with these. You can't have the same reasoning as to why the the same rules are in place. It's like we get, yeah, we, you know, we, we came in this league. We knew there was a risk. We knew the league may not even last. So we, we definitely took a, a, you know, accepted a severe uh, pay cut to what other leagues are offering. But, at, at something has to change at some point because there's too much money being made because the re, the level of resentment that's going to continue to grow when you have these huge signings right. of these guys. It's like, well, you have the money to pay them. Mm-hmm. 
hook a brother up. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, it seems like the the what's being said and what's actually happening doesn't add up. And another thing that pisses a lot of people off is, you know, the the, the league was crying poor, you know, during the uh, collective bargaining agreement, and the players fucked up. You know, I'm 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 sorry, I'm cursing, but the players just balked, man. Uh, whoever whoever the uh, the the MLS players union, the MLSPU. Um, I don't know who who was running the, the. I remember the guy's name, but I can't remember right now. They messed up. They 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 bought they bought the uh, bait hook line and sinker. Yeah. And the day after the or the week after that account that uh, the deal is signed, uh, MLS starts um, announcing uh, new partnerships. Audi is one of them. That's right. You know where now you see Go the O is the yeah the yeah. yeah. So. You have all of these, and there was other. There's more. There was all these, all these new business partnerships. That's money coming in. You were crying your report. You knew these deals were on the table. Yeah. You know, you signed those deals a week later. There wasn't a phone call. You're like, yeah, all right, I'll give it to you, Audi. These things were, you know, these were all probably submitted by bid, you know, by silent bid, and they reviewed those. They just didn't pick somebody until after. I mean, look, all smart business tactics. These are all things that I would walk away and say, all right, you got them. You know, I mean, you got them. Yeah. You deserve it. I mean, Don Garber's job is to stop this from happening. Um, you know, he's done a really good job of solidifying the relationship between MLS and USSF. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, you don't think NASL is going to be a part of MLS or they're not going to go into a promotion relegation system. I don't. I think, I think what might happen is they both share division one and, uh, NASL as its own league sets up promotion and relegation with maybe the MPDL. Um, or the MPSL, I forget what it's called, and some of the uh, lower level mm -hmm. uh, clubs and uh, MLS and USL just continue to um, build their own relationship as they have it. Look, it's not perfect, and players have left this league saying it should be wide open. It's not fair that some, you know, I feel bad. You know, you feel bad when you look back at players like, you know, Pirlo making, you know, more than probably the rest of the team put together, uh, yeah. probably with besides the DPS. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's 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 unfair. I mean, again, those guys are much better, but you know, you got guys like R.J. Allen who wasn't even playing. I think he was a real estate agent, and and oh no, he was a, a soccer coach in, in Staten Island. Oh, wow. um, wasn't even playing before this season. Now he's making a living as a professional player. That's not a bad deal. He's making sixty thousand dollars. Look, I mean, that's a good money. You know, it's not yeah, terrible yeah. money. You can still live in New York unless you play for the Brooklyn Nets and you complain <laughs> that you can't find an apartment while you make one point six million dollars because you're a goddamn idiot. Um, <laughs> Oh, I need roommates. No, you don't. What kind of apartment <laughs> do you need? I mean, you know. <laughs> that was funny. Who was a player who complained about that? I forget. He was on the Brooklyn Nets, and he Bro was like, oh, I could live in Dallas for a third. They go, move to Dallas. <laughs> you know why it costs more here? Because nobody wants to live in Dallas. Exactly. People want to live here. Yeah. Go move to El Paso. You could buy, the, you could buy El Paso for your contract. <laughs> Nobody wants to live there. They want to live in New York. So I'm sorry that it costs more here. I can live in New York. You can live in New York. He can live in New York. Okay. Exactly. Uh, again, we both have roommates or significant <laughs> others, uh, but still. Um, long story short, I don't think the promotion of relegation is going to happen. Uh, I have a quiet suspicion that it may. I have a nice silent hope that it may one day before uh, my time passes. Um, and I would love to see it because I think this country could be a footballing country first and foremost. Uh, and dominate too. Absolutely dominant. Uh, but if I had to bet, I would say that no. I think the uh, MLS has too strong uh, relationships with the NFL, 
and those guys were union breakers. Uh, they're 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 just too good when it gets to the courts. Okay. Uh, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, I'm I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay on top of this story. Yeah, please do. You know, well, well keep I'll, us abreast. Yeah, I will I will do so from time to time, and uh, you know I'll read whatever court document I have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're really gonna dig in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll go to whatever courthouse I have to go to. Uh, but yeah, th- I, I I find this pretty fascinating. I think it could uh, obviously change. Uh, the look of the league, you know, th- uh, this court decision could change the look of the league in an instant. So this, yeah. is, a, this is a very big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, here's the other thing. MLS owns all the, uh, all the rights to all the logos. So if the team, some, someone said, well, the teams could leave MLS and join. Oh, sure. The promote. Yeah. But then none of the names will be the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, none of the, none of the, I mean, I, you know, what would NYCFC call themselves? Uh, you know what? Big Apple football club. That's not <laughs> a lot of fun. BAFC. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of Bath. Yeah, that would not be as fun. No, uh, I mean, yeah, we and then you know you got to redo all the chants. All it's too. Oh much my work. god, too much work. Hey baby, ooh, <laughs> I, I want to know if you're BAFC. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll stay on top of it. So uh, Alexis, I think th- I think. This has, been, this has been great. This is a nice little nice welcome back. A welcome back. Uh, we covered a lot. I do want to say one thing before we go. Uh, I want to say uh, thanks uh, to Robert Hobson. Uh, he was uh, he listens to the podcast and he said hello to me at the game uh, the other day. Uh, cool dude, Robert. Thank you so much for uh, following him on Twitter, Robert I. Hobson. Okay. I will not say anything because no one said hello to me. Uh, <laughs> no, were, I wasn't there. You were not there. I was not there. Great, All right. Great Robert dude. Hobson. Fan awesome. of the fan of the podcast. Great and dude. And called you Polanco. Oh, the, yeah. Like, yeah, which is what I call you. Like they know you. Like yeah. these people just know you. Super How does it feel? You're a superstar. <laughs> I don't know if uh if it's necessarily superstar. You're more stat. important than what's happening on the pitch. <laughs> I think that's what we're trying oh, to yeah. say. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah there yeah. was no confusion there. I mean, look, a couple a little bit more in this intramural league you're in, and I think they're just gonna bring you up there. <laughs> oh, you never know. If it happened to rj it yeah happened to i mean I, I you know uh lampard is what 37 yeah uh, i'm 32 i got like five years to get I, good enough <laughs> i think that's, to make it on the squad i think we all think it's possible <laughs> we all do yeah you're uh, starting <laughs> left back for new york city for big apple football club Placido, though <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah they would have intro music's just for me. <laughs> Just for you. That would make sense. But you had the break. <laughs> ah, nothing's better. Uh, yeah, they do need uh, a little bit more of a, 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 sh- a showmanship in uh, in in like soccer games. Wouldn't that be cool? I think I think score score. That's the showmanship. You know, we we heard the Columbia. Uh, uh, you know, call uh, on here. The call. The, on the, here. the call party. <laughs> Should do that at the games. Yeah. You know, because like uh uh you know Mets have Merengue night. Yankees have all the you know the the, the particular nights for the demographic yeah. that's in the area. They have like shake your hand nights at Yankees. They're very very <laughs> very pulled back. <laughs> Shave your beard. Yeah night. yeah. Uh, They're like wink wink <laughs> wink supportively. Uh, yeah, it would be cool to a little bit of uh, of acknowledgement to you know to the to the fans so, like yeah. the specific demographic. That'd uh, be nice. Today we're celebrating our Colombian fans by never shutting off the music. <laughs> <laughs> boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, chip, boom, chip. 
a little cumbia, that'd be dope. That'd be, that'd be nice. You know, a little personality. That'd to, all be... of our, to all of our Cuban fans, <laughs> we're going to play old salsa. Oh, is there is there new salsa? There is, is there? There is not. There is not. <laughs> not in my heart. This is, but that, I, that's another, oh, whatever, we'll talk about it later. But that's yeah. a, a weird uh, uh, frustration I have, that there's not much new salsa. Yeah. But like, just like, that, that. it's not a business people want to get into anymore. It's like jazz. I don't, but it's so much I mean, it's better than jazz. Well, no. Well, jazz is, you know, look, maybe if you want to dare compare salsa to jazz. What I'm saying is it's a classical form of music that even if it's new, it's not going to be groundbreaking. Uh, Strange. You're a big reggaeton guy, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) I like salsa and I like it would be cool to not hear the same six salsa songs. Yeah. Uh, every single time. Besame. Well, no, that's, that's merengue. That's merengue. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Rebelión is like the big one. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a, uh, that you hear everywhere. But you know, when it comes out on a party, you get late. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good track. My favorite part about Latin restaurants is everyone's all like old school Latin restaurants in like Latin neighborhoods. Everyone's in a while, someone gets up and dances. <laughs> Just a guy picks up a girl. There's not a dance floor. There's no. There's Bumping no. into tables. And everyone's like, hey. Everybody's on board. <laughs> everyone's Listen, this has been an absolutely wonderful time. Rob Hobson, thank you so much. Great dude. Thank you yeah, for thank listening. You for, man. For, for giving Polanco the courage he needed <laughs> to continue with this podcast. <laughs> Uh, listen, thank you to all the fans. I'm sorry if we haven't been able to get back to you guys' tweets and emails. Uh, keep emailing. We will get back to all of you guys individually. Uh, thank you so much. A lot of great positive responses. Our videos are coming soon. I, myself, will be going to L.A. for about eight days. But as soon as we get back, we're going to be filming more videos. We're going to be keep doing the videos. We're not stopping. Um, you guys, uh, thank you so much for all the positive feedback you've given us and the ones we've already put out. Thank you so much. We will keep trying. Again, follow us, Soccer Cooligans, on everything. Go to uh, go to our YouTube. Go hit to subscribe. SoccerCooligans.com. Is- Check out our website. We're yeah. building it as we go. Mm-hmm. SoccerCooligans.com. So tell people. Share it. Share it away. Uh, yeah, we're we're working. This is gonna be a yeah. fun. Uh, next- if you have a blog, you know what you could do. Link to it. Oh, that'd be the that'd best. be huge. If you could just put it up on your blog somewhere. Quick post. Throw it up. Just link to soccercooligans.com. It would really help us out if you could do that. Um, and, you know, send us an email if you do, and we'll we'll push your, your website as well. Uh, whatever it is you need. We're more than happy to help. Yeah, we're having a good time. So, uh, all right. Uh, stay in touch. Um, Alexis will be gone again. Yeah, well, that's what uh, I do. Uh, you know, I'm going to be crushed. Uh, <laughs> me and his wife will uh, be sad about it for yeah. uh, quite some time. Not in the same room. Not in the same room. Well, she's coming with me this time. Oh, okay. She's coming to LA. All right, so I'm going to be alone. Yeah, you're going to be alone <laughs> for the rest of your life. Anyway, enjoy the rest <laughs> of your night, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. <laughs>